to the Ultra Flex Football Podcast, where we have fun with our friends while we talk about football. I'm your host, Anthony Sutton. With me are my friends, Rob Green. What's up? And my other friend, Ryan Wheeler. Howdy, y'all. We're changing it up a little bit. We are moving Ryan's segment to later in the show. We're going to start off with Rob's segment today. So we are going to go into trivia. All right, some trivia time. You guys got I guess your paper? I, I guess I got demoted. Well, we could probably alternate it uh, each episode, yeah. right? Change it yeah, up. That's Who goes first? I can share. That's fine. I have All my right. paper ready. Let's rock. Perfect. I got two more questions for you guys tonight i have a one nothing lead by the way we're keeping track and Correct. if you're at home you can let us know how how up you are on us also if you're getting these questions right and we're not let us know question one which country has the most lakes in the world a canada b china c russia or d the united states i forgot this was multiple choice and I thought that was just an open-ended question, and I'm like, dude, I have <laughs> no, no these will, All of these questions will be, I'll give you four four options, multiple choice each time. Okay. Um, well. I got mine ready. Feeling what was A? Room, I got it. Yeah, so it's Canada, China, Russia, United States. The most lakes. Well, Ryan... I'm going to try down. to put my answers in alphabetical order each time, so there's no ah, uh, okay. pattern there for you guys to try to catch up to. It's just going to always be alphabetical. Right. Hey, got my answer. What? Canada. All right. What do you got, Ryan? A. Canada. That is correct. You both get it right. Dude, we're geniuses. Uh, so here, here's a cool one. stat on it, though, because it's pretty wild. Of the approximately 1.4 million lakes in the world, what percentage do you guys think are in Canada? Uh, I would say uh, maybe like 45% would be up there. Twenty Over 60% reside in Canada. Wow. Over 65%? That's crazy. <laughs> That's actually wow. pretty good. It's just under 880,000. <laughs> uh, the next highest is Russia with 201,200. The U.S. was 102,500, and China, 23,800. Those were the top four. So just going off landmass, I was thinking maybe Russia would have the most because it's got, you know, it's by far the biggest country. And then I was, uh, and then you're, I realized. You're losing probably, it a little bit. They're probably all frozen. Well, so I have a hard time going from, like, from, like, the Canadian accent to, like, I naturally sometimes want to talk like a leprechaun. So I have to, like, fight off the leprechaun and keep the Canadian accent. So the leprechaun inside is coming out. It, dude, it does. <laughs> and that actually fits into a later question that we have. All right. Well, we'll move on to question two. See if you guys can be perfect today. The unicorn is the national animal of which country? Hmm. A, Finland. B, Indonesia. C, Scotland. Or D, Thailand. thought it was interesting that the uh, unicorn is the national animal of a country. 
That means they've seen one, right? They had to have seen one. There's definitely Finland's in. B. Indonesia. Indonesia. Ryan, what do you got? I forgot. What was A again? Yeah, dude, there's definitely leprechauns. Or leprechauns. (laughs) You still got leprechauns on the mind. There's definitely leprechauns in uh, Finland. Well, it's going to be a tie tonight because you're both wrong. The correct answer is C, Scotland. Oh, I bloody knew it. Damn it. I would have never guessed that. Yeah, I don't have any cool fun facts on why it is or why it's not, but I will throw out there the the national animal of Finland was the brown bear. Indonesia is the Komodo dragon, and Thailand is the elephant. So, What did you go with, Tony? Indonesia. Dude, you didn't know. This is cool, too, though. Komodo dragon. dragon? Yeah, that's a cool one. Come on. Right. Five minutes before we started, you were like, I got to play the music. I got to play the music. I mean, you forgot to play the music before the Oh, segment. my gosh. Guys, I literally said, <laughs> before we start the, the segment, <laughs> I need you to remind me. All right, Ryan, close my segment out with my music today. I'm closing Next you Next time, up. we'll start it with it. Dude, that was I'm trivia time for, for today. I'm over for 2. Like, for your segment, I forgot yours. I forgot. Actually, I forgot all of ours last time. All right, we don't have music for rank three, so we'll just jump right into it. This time we are ranking vacation spots. So it could be things that we want to go to or we've already been. Uh, I am choosing to rank places I've already been. So for me, number three is, and we actually have been there together, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, the whole uh, Broadway, the whole vibe there, the music, the nightlife is a lot of fun. Uh, so for me, Nashville was an easy pick. Uh, who plays in Nashville? There's like an NFL team, I think, that plays there. They're the one of the, probably there. one of the worst teams in the league right now. <laughs> That's not fair. They had to play the Giants and the Bills. They're both undefeated, guys. <laughs> Some juggernauts. Yeah. One. Yeah, uh, the Bills... Just absolutely. Yeah, Nashville's a good choice, though. I like that. Nashville's We've been there great. together. It's a good time. We were there for the draft. And yep. my bachelor party. And yep. who else's bachelor party? I feel like there was another one. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just combining multiple thoughts in my head. Okay, Rob, go ahead. <laughs> so, so for my three, I went with somewhere I haven't been, but I've heard good things about. I went with uh, San Diego, California. Really just the West Coast. Like I've never been out that far west or too far west at all, but I'd really like to uh, to see the, the West Coast over there. Yeah. Um, when I made my list, <clears throat> California, I didn't have like a specific location. I was just going to say California because I've never been to the West Coast either. Um that was I was gonna put it on there, but I, I snuck something else in there instead. Uh, Isn't it always sunny there? It's supposed to be, like and in Philadelphia, place that right? has the most sun or something. <laughs> shout out, okay. Ryan! Shout out to your wife that just went to Hawaii to visit her family without you. Yeah, dude, she must have uh, had a great time without me because apparently <laughs> I'm not fun enough to bring to really exotic locations, um, or our daughter. <laughs> like whatever, <laughs> I stayed home with her. Anyway. Um, my number three is also Nashville. Uh, I was going to put it at number one, but my, my list is pretty fluid. So because you listed Nashville, I'm also going to list Nashville as my number three. It is probably my favorite place to be that I've been. Uh, the live music, just like you said, the atmosphere, the energy there, it's it's pretty exciting. And it's 
it's always a good time. I've been there uh, a lot growing up and into the adult years. It's a great time. My number two is probably going to be words that have never been spoken before. So before I say that, I will say that I had some honorable mentions, like the typical vacation spots, whether it's Myrtle Beach or Orlando. I've been to all there. I live in North Carolina, so I'm two hours from Wilmington um, or Charleston's not far. But number two for me, which has probably never been said, is Buffalo, New York. Let's go. All right. Because for me, a vacation to Buffalo means I get to see you guys, my friends. We get to see our family. Uh-huh. Get to go to a Bills game. Uh, this bonus points today. Yep. Yeah. So for me, number two is Buffalo, New York. Love it. We get to, dude, Rob, we live in his number two destination. Like, like, How awesome is that? Destination. Just, wow. It's kind of insulting that it's not number one. So, yeah. You could, no, you could also think about it that way. Buffalo's not that great. Like, I don't think it'd be number <laughs> one. But, and, and to be honest, uh, Raleigh didn't make my list at all. So, and that's where you live, right around there, right? So, mm-hmm. not because well, I, mean, I don't want to see you, you know, it's just it didn't make the list. <laughs> There's not much going on other than a billion people moving here. It's not a it's not a destination for. Uh, it's not a vacation beaches. spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good place to live, but not a good place to uh, vacation for a week. Just got voted the second best place in the country to live. Hmm. What was number one? Buffalo. You know? Salt Lake. Yeah, City. definitely Buffalo. <laughs> Salt Lake Salt Lake City, City right. Utah. So for my number two. I went with Hawaii. <laughs> oh. I'll have to ask my wife how that place yeah. is. That's what. That's my plan. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk to her. We'll, we'll plan yeah. a trip. See. See how it goes. Maybe yeah. you can come this time. Oh, really? That'd be fantastic. <laughs> wow. Gosh, you know what's funny is like I went on vacation for two weeks, a week after she got back. So like she goes to Hawaii, I have to work for another week, and then I'm off for two weeks. Where'd you go, Ryan? I didn't go anywhere, guys. You know what I did? I sat at home and I worked on like the podcast stuff, like you know, getting the logo and stuff for this podcast. <laughs> you were grinding. A, a staycation is underrated, though. Oh, it is. A staycation yep. is fantastic. That is a good um, underrated vacation. My number two is I've always wanted to go see Ireland. I. It, I've seen pictures and it just looks like such a beautiful place. And uh, I've got red in my beard, so I know I belong there. Um, at least part of me does. You want to let so, the leprechaun out? The leprechaun needs to live and be free. In, okay. Yeah. In Ireland. So, and, and, and yeah, you know, like Celtic music? You know, like that stuff? You guys mm-hmm. ever heard Celtic music? Okay. You guys will shut down when I ask that. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I find that stuff fascinating. I, I love listening to that. It's very relaxing. Awesome. I'd love to go visit Ireland. Number one for me isn't necessarily a spot or a location, but it's just anywhere that a cruise ship will take me. I've been on one cruise, and uh, it was the only time in my life where I didn't have cell service 
and I wasn't able to check my work emails or anything like that. So, and then obviously if you're on a cruise ship, you're going to, we went to the Dominican Republic, we went to Puerto Rico. So like very tropical areas. So anywhere where I can eat all the food I want, drink as much as I want and just lay out in the sun and not answer anything that has to do with work is number one for me. Sounds fabulous. I've never been on a cruise myself, but I have not either. It's amazing. Rob, you and I can go on a cruise and we can leave Anthony behind mm-hmm. or leave our wives behind and we'll go hang out. Or, you know what, Anthony, what? let's make it a threesome. All three of us can go to, on a cruise and leave our wives behind. We'll do a, oh. a show from the cruise. Although I guess we can't do that, huh? Cause <laughs> we can record it. We, we can record couldn't. it and then post it later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they have internet. Oh, they you have can internet? buy internet. Yeah. You can buy internet. Oh, so, so the food check your alcohol, work emails. and all that stuff is free, but, to get internet, no. you're like that's going to cost you. <laughs> it's you it's not free. Yeah. You you spend a lot of money for the all inclusive, but you got to just get your money's it's worth. Surprising that the internet isn't included in like an all inclusive vacations. People got to make money. Yeah, that's a that's a premium, premium, premium service. Apparently, I'm paying fifteen hundred bucks for a cruise, but I'm throwing down thirty drinks. And eating ten plates of food, then I'm yeah, gonna get my money. You got back. your money back, yeah. Well, you didn't get your money back, but you got your you, money's worth. You, you drinking you coffee drink and tea, tea, you're not gonna get your money, money back. Bro, I will drink so much coffee and so much tea that they're gonna run out, and then I got my money's worth. And I can also put down some food. So, all right, Rob, what you have two? Or sorry, one. For my number one, I went with. A place I went a couple times as a kid and a place I'd love to go again and bring my daughter, and that's Disney World. Mm. So I'm kind of saving up now because I know how expensive it is. And maybe it's not like the number one place I'd want to go if I wasn't bringing my daughter, but I would just love to see her face and see how much fun she has because she loves all those Disney characters. So I think she'd have a great time. So that's on the list of places to go soon. And my number one here. I've heard it's pretty cool. I'm sure it is. You haven't um, been there yet either. I'll have to ask my wife. How how many times <laughs> has your wife gone? Oh, so many. It's disgusting. She's obsessed though. She has a problem. Really, guys. Like <laughs> Disney, it's a problem. Are we talking like ten times? No, no. It's it's been closer to like probably four. Okay, that's not that bad. It feels like a lot though. I don't know. To me. Like four I've since been... you've been married, or four in her no, life? No, no, um, no. I think twice since we've been married. No, that doesn't seem that bad. Oh. Yeah. I've only been once, but I mean, four is not that many. Yeah, there's know. people who probably have like they do season pass. They have to have some kind of season pass, right? I don't know. Maybe yeah. not. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe. Um, my number one is my future home, and it's uh, South Dakota, and. The reason I say that is because I've watched uh, too much Yellowstone, I think, and and seeing how that, like, all that land out there, and and Rob and I we were doing some research on like places to live in the future, and and I said I wanted to live in Wyoming, and I could be like, I could have the Yellowstone of Wyoming, um, not the national park, but the show. <laughs> and uh, Rob did some research and found that South Dakota actually is. Um, of those, like Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, 
Oregon, places like that. South Dakota is um, like in terms of cost of living and quality of life, stuff like that. Uh, housing costs. South Dakota was was up there. It was one of the best. So South Dakota, baby, here I come. All right. I like it. With, now sure. let's jump into week two takeaways. We are all the way coming up on the third week of NFL football. We, we record these Wednesday nights. So week three starts tomorrow, which is hard to believe. Feels like we were just having the first kickoff there. Uh, a couple takeaways for me were, or I guess are, are the Dolphins good? Hmm. We're going to find out this week, right? <laughs> no, that's not fair. You can't compare if they go play Buffalo to see if they're good or not because Buffalo makes good teams look really bad. Buffalo's also going to be missing quite a few pieces on defense. You know you know what, Rob? You know what makes me mad about you saying that? Is that you said that same thing right before the Buffalo Bills played the Titans. You were like, I don't know, man. There's like... There's a lot of team, or both teams are missing key players. And I was like, dude, if you go through the roster, I would take three Tennessee Titans over Buffalo Bills on the 24 man roster. I think you could say the same thing about the Dolphins, though. I think the Dolphins and the Titans aren't even on the same. Like, you can say the Bills and the Titans aren't on the same, but I think the Dolphins and the, the Titans aren't on the same tier either. Wait, I'm confused. As in the you, Dolphins have a way better. How do you feel about that, Ryan? I think you're saying the Dolphins are way better than the Titans. Ooh. I mean, yeah, actually, I think that's probably accurate, dude. The Titans are bad this year. They're like, yeah, well, it's a no, different well, I said team that than they because, were last year. Oh, yeah. I said that because players missing for the Bills against the Titans, as you saw or as we saw, probably didn't really affect the game too much. But those same players no. missing against the Dolphins could have an impact, especially if it's half our secondary when you're trying to cover yeah. Waddle and Hill. Because of those speed receivers, that's something the Titans just don't really have. I mean, I don't think any team has the Waddle Hill speed. No, so. no, they don't. I think Miami is good. I just don't think that they're they're there yet. Like, not they might be a playoff team, but they're going to be like fringe playoff team. I think their defense hasn't been good these first two weeks, and now they got to play the Bills. So, although it might take a a really high-scoring game like they just had against the Ravens for them to beat the Bills. They did hold the Patriots to, what, seven points? Yeah. But that was that was week one, and that was, I mean, Matt Patricia-led offense, so. I think the Wait. Bills will be able to get pressure with four, and then they're just going to sit back and make two a dink and dunk. And could Tua, or sorry, could Hill and Waddle run away from the defense? Possibly. I mean, that's... They're like the fastest guys in the league. But I don't think you're going to see two hitting 50-yard bombs like they were against the Ravens. So we'll see what happens there. Definitely got to keep an eye on if uh, Micah Hyde plays. If if the Dolphins are hitting 50-yard bombs, Josh Allen's just going to return the favor. So it's not like that game's going to get out of hand. I hope so. My next takeaway is the Saints and the Bucks. I guess two takes takeaways. Yeah, let me try that again. Two takeaways. Ooh, it's got there. Is that the best rivalry in the NFL right now? Is one, and then the other one is: Do the Bucks have the best defense in the league? Mm. I think are the Bucks are the Bills at this point. I, I was just going to say, I, I think the Bills might have the best defense, but 
I mean, who have the Bucks played? The the Saints and the Cowboys. Yeah, they, I think they've allowed a combined thirteen or total thirteen points. So they're averaging six and a half points a game. Yeah, the Bills and, have allowed seventeen. Right. Yeah, I mean, and they played the defending Super Bowl champs and the defending one seed in the AFC. Yeah, it's not a yeah that that defending but, one seed was not. A, that team anymore. the Bucks defense has been impressive to start the year they have been I don't know about the the rivalry um I like to think that the Titans Bills has become a pretty good rivalry but I think the tight or the Bills just kind of erased it last game they were like these games are always have always been close they usually are close uh the Titans have that series over, like I don't know I think um they've played 51 times I think the Titans have won 30 of them so I think I think we feel that because of who our favorite teams are. I don't think nationally people would even consider the Bills and the Titans to be a rivalry. Really? They played fifty time, fifty one yeah, times. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a lot of. I don't think no? that's one that, if anything, right now people would say Bills and Chiefs. Music City Miracle. Yeah, I mean, I understand the Bills Chiefs thing. That that's a good rivalry to me. That might be the best rivalry in the league. For some reason, and I don't know why, because it, it's probably been a while since it was really the big rivalry, but Steelers-Ravens still comes to mind for me as just like a big rivalry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah at this point, like it's, those, it's not really I feel really like those fan bases sexy, hate but, each other the yeah, most. Yeah. <laughs> um, another takeaway for me was we, not just us, everyone assumed the AFC was going to be absolutely stacked. Are the Broncos, the Bengals, and the Raiders even good? They're better well, than the two Titans. of those teams are 0-2, right? And no 0-2 teams made the playoffs last year, I believe. Yeah. The the Bengals offensive line is like as someone that was so high on Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and I mean Jamar Chase still has put up stats, but it's just frustrating to watch. Um not as a Bills fan, because I don't want to play them in the playoffs. But as a, a fantasy owner, it's like, dang, that's frustrating. I think it's just, at this point, it seems like regardless of the offensive line, Burrow takes a lot of sacks. Might just be who he is as a quarterback, as a guy who's going to hang in there and try to find the open guy as long as he can, and he's going to take some sacks. He's going to take some hits. Yeah. I was going to lead to some ugly weeks. I listened to uh, the, the Draft Dudes um, podcast. And they have Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. They're, um, I think they're like founders of the Draft Network or something like that. But, but they basically scout college and NFL players. And they or uh, Joe Marino showed that um, Burrow is responsible for those sacks mostly. It's not the offensive line playing that bad. He said that the tackles have been letting up a lot of pressure, but. Joe Burrow is the reason he's getting sacked so many times. So I mean, you can't blame it on that offensive line. I think the Bengals are a good team. He just needs to get back into form. Um, the Super Bowl hangover is for the Super Bowl loser, too. So I think I think that the Bengals are a good team. They're just not playing well right now. Especially a team who kind of got good fast and out of nowhere. Right. They have to... Uh kind of get back into that groove that they had found that previously they weren't used to having. So Yeah. 
Yeah, and the Raiders and Broncos, I mean, Russ just he hasn't looked great. The the coaching has been um bad. But Daniel Hackett yeah, is some just, rough I mean, play play calling on offense. Holy yeah. moly. Did you guys see the sequence when they were gonna go for it on fourth down and then they call a timeout and then they were gonna kick a field goal and then <laughs> coming out of the timeout they got a delay game and then they decided to punt. And then they punt. Yeah, yeah that's brutal. Oh. And they didn't kick the field goal at fifty eight yards when last week he kicked it at sixty four yards. Um, Dude. it's like holy moly. Seeing over yeah. his head. He needs Hack to give it. those the decisions up to somebody else. I mean that's clearly, the head coach decision though. I, I get that, but he needs to get like an analytics guy to sit up in the booth and just give him orders like you need to call a timeout right now. They should because hire Peyton really Manning to do it. I know Peyton's like Peyton's just timeout. <laughs> <laughs> they had a tracker like counting how many times he called timeout. It was like sixty or something with his hands. <laughs> yeah. Peyton Peyton, he uh, he does everything. Uh, another takeaway for me was it happened the same night. It happened on Monday night. Eagles are good, very good, and there should be two Monday night games every week because it's so hard to go back and forth between nine one o'clock games on a Sunday. Why not just have two Monday night games every week? I wonder if you're in the minority thinking that because I've heard a lot of people complaining that they couldn't watch both games at the same time. Yeah, I can't really speak on this one because I was at the Bills game, so I didn't get a chance to watch any of the the Eagles game. Did they have like they're both on ESPN, right? ESPN and ABC, which is I feel like they should have a channel where they just have both playing at the same time, like split yeah. screen, so you could just watch both. I don't know if they did that or not because I didn't get to watch, but they did it at time, like when a big play would happen or like the kickoff or whatever they would do it. But yeah, I agree. Like if Instead of having the Manning cast on ESPN2, or do the Manning cast and then still do that, but have two screens. But, Ryan, to your point, I mean, what's the difference between having two Monday night games versus nine 1 p.m. games on Sunday? Bro, I, I just I said that you'd probably be in the minority thinking that. I I mean, I agree. I don't. I can't watch all the games anyways. So um, I watched the red was, zone. It was weird how they staggered them. Like, the, the Eagles game, the Eagles-Vikings started, like, what, an hour after the Bills? Like, yeah, the Bills three. kickoff was, I think, 7-15. Yeah. And then the, the next game started at like 8-10 or 8-15, yeah. something like that. It was just weird. Uh, One more takeaway I have, and I have to throw it in there. We're only two weeks in. A lot could change. But the Jaguars are the best team in the AFC South. <laughs> and I don't even it's think... It's not it, a hot take anymore. And I don't even think it's close to say that they have the best quarterback in the division. Long term, I would say that they definitely have the best quarterback. Um, God, I think they have the best quarterback in that division right now. That that's yeah, a hard pill to swallow. Right? Division in football. Yeah, it's a hard pill to swallow because I've been on your guys's butt for saying that they were going to make the playoffs this year, and and it, they're not going to make the playoffs because they have a good record. That's my opinion. I don't think they're going to go 10 and what is there? 7 now. Like I don't think they're going to do that. But I think they might get in the playoffs with a 7 and 10 or an 8 and 9 record, which is just disgusting. 
So sure, they might be the, a playoff team this year, and they probably are the best team in the AFC South because the AFC South is absolute hot garbage. The well, they're probably going to get smoked this week. Play the play Chargers. Them? Oh, well, good. Put them back in their place, and then they can go one, one and two. They'd be yeah, one and like, two. Yeah, there's a lot that could happen in the next coming week. They could go zero and three in the next three weeks, and then they're one and four, and then they're in trouble. But through the first two weeks, they have proven to be the best team. So I just had to, it, had to bring big that progress up. for them. It is. <laughs> and then, real quick, as my last takeaway. <laughs> my my last takeaway is that the Bills. And the Chiefs are still, through two weeks, by far the best teams in the league. And I think the Bills are, like, like on a different chart. Like, if the Bills are number one, they're, like, number one through ten, and then it's, like, the Chiefs at 11, and then the rest of the teams. Like, the Bills just look so freaking good, and I love putting you guys on the spot like this because when you say stuff like that, they have to then live up to the hype, you know? Like, yeah, so that's yeah. what I was just going to say. So... <laughs> What do you think is going to happen? Say they go out there and they lose this week to Miami. Is it going to be every national show how overrated the Bills are? No. So it's going to happen. Everyone knows the Bills are fan-freaking-tastic. Like, that team is absolutely elite. If the Dolphins go, or actually, if the Bills go into Miami and Miami wins that game, the hype is going to go up for the Dolphins. Yeah, not the story should be the, the Dolphins. Dolphins. But I, I'm not sure it will be. There might be more talk of... The bill be being overrated that, than anything else. Yeah, there'll be people that still say that Josh Allen isn't good, which is that's unbelievable. If you that's, listen to some of the, like the ESPN radio guys that are just trying to get clickbait or whatever, they still say that Josh Allen needs to prove something, which is ridiculous at this point. I mean, yeah, everyone has something they can improve, but holy moly, the dude is—he's got to be the odds-on favorite to win MVP this year. Oh yeah, yeah, he still is. Like. That means the most valuable player in the league. Like, that's not really disputable. He's been amazing. He's thrown. It's going to be, picks, but one of them wasn't even his fault. Not just this year, because the Bills don't really have an excuse this year. They have the best roster, in my opinion, by far. But winning the AFC for the next decade and getting to the Super Bowl is going to be very challenging. Just like Allen, Mahomes, Lamar, Herbert. Burrow, Deshaun Watson, you can say whatever you want about him, but he'll be back eventually. So it's Trevor like, Lawrence, don't leave him out. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's what that's if you include Lawrence, which I know you're being for cheeses, but in two more two or three more years, he's gonna be very good. So yeah. that's seven quarterbacks right there when any one of them could win a playoff game. So like I mean Tannehill, but yeah, he's speaking of hot garbage. <laughs> You guys have any other takeaways? Uh, Covered it pretty well this week for me. Yeah, you did a good job, Tony. All right, let's do my joke of the week. I did it, guys. I remembered. You remembered. Which, which days are the strongest? Whoa, that question is confusing which days are the strongest saturday and sunday the other days are weekdays oh my god nice one that's a good one i'll be here all week i'll be here all week yeah i got i got one to throw in there 
I didn't know that that lasted that long. Sorry. <laughs> Throw it in. All right. What do you call a man with a rubber toe? Hmm. What do you call a man with a rubber toe? Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> that one's good. Oh, my, it oh, was so God. funny. I knocked so the camera over. The camera got knocked over. Nice. Oh All right, that's that's the joke segment. Let's let's jump into some fantasy stardom situm. We'll be talking about a quarterback, running back, wide receiver that we each want to start and or sit. So I'll start us off with a quarterback. Uh, all the names I'm going to mention are people that you are always going to start in your standard league, even the situms. What I'm what I wanted to do this week was look at from a daily fantasy sports. Uh, who I would be willing to pay the money for, and then who I wouldn't be. So my stardom is Josh Allen, which, thanks, Captain Obvious, you're going to start Josh Allen. <laughs> but as I talked about before, when we were talking about Daily Fantasy, is I usually look for the quarterback bargain. And Josh Allen this week in FanDuel was $9,000. He, he was the most expensive one by $300. Wow. But going up, he always plays well in Miami. Going up, going up against that pass defense, uh, this would be a rare occasion where I would get the most expensive quarterback and just watch Josh Allen ball out. All right, uh, Rob, is it okay if I go next for my start yeah. quarterback? Yeah. All right, my start quarterback for this week is if you're in a pinch, I say start Joe Flacco. He's had 104 pass attempts through the last two weeks. That's 52 passes per game. 300 yards. He's hit that both games. Um, he's got Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson uh, as his weapons. He's got the the rookie, Brees Hall. Um, who's the other running back that they have? I can't even think of his name. Uh, Michael, Michael Carter. Carter. Yeah, Michael Carter. He's He's been solid, too. Uh, they play the Bengals, and, and the Bengals have – I mean, they didn't make – Cooper Rush and Trubisky look great, but they those two quarterbacks looked okay playing against them. And I think Flacco was probably better than both of them. So he's my start of the week at QB. Interesting. There's a, a name low down the list that is probably on your waiver wire. Yeah. So my QB start of the week, just for regular standard leagues, I wasn't thinking DFS here. Um, Kirk Cousins. He was bad on Monday Night Football. Like I said, I didn't get to watch the game, but it was all over Twitter. So three interceptions, had a rough game. They only scored seven points, right? So yeah, he's, he's the uh, the worst QB of all time on Monday Night Football, which I'm sure everybody has heard at this point because it's been all over social media. Two and ten as a starter on Monday Night Football now. Um, but I think he's got a chance for a big bounce back game this week playing against Detroit who has a not good defense, has been playing in shootouts each of the first two weeks. Their over-under this week is 52.5, which is the second highest on the board. And each of the two games that Detroit has played so far, at least 53 points has been scored. So expect points in bunches. Start Kirk Cousins with confidence. I like it. I like it a lot. Tony, we doing sits for quarterbacks now? Uh, sure. My sit for quarterback again, you're always going to start him, but I'm looking at daily fantasy. Uh, would I spend the money on Aaron Rodgers this week? 
And the answer is no. He's going up against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, as we just talked about, has one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, that offense is very quickly turning into relying on the two running backs, uh, Jones and Dylan. And then you can just tell he doesn't have a great rapport right now with the young receivers. They went out there on Sunday night football with Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins and Alan Lazard. Um, so for me, that's just not going to be able to work against the Tampa Bay Bucks. So start Aaron Rodgers in your normal league for daily fantasy football. I would not pay the money to expect him to go off. All right. And my sit is Justin Fields. He has 28 pass attempts. Guys, 28 pass attempts through two weeks. That I said Flacco has 104. Through, yeah, he threw like 59 week one. Yeah. So Fields has, what? Well, I'm not a math guy, uh, eight. So he's thrown a quarter the amount of Flacco. I mean, with a eight. Uh, eight less, whatever. I'm trying. I know what I'm trying to say. It's just not coming out. The articulation is not there right now. Anyway, he's had about um, he's had 11 carries for week one, which normally you're like, oh, good, he had 11 carries. That means that this rushing quarterback is going to go off, right? He had 28 yards, and I get the game was a swamp. It was, but week two he had eight rushes for 20 yards. That offense just not great. Does not click right now. I you can't start Justin Fields until he shows that he can actually do something and he gets someone else involved other than one of the running backs. That's a good choice. My QB sit of the week, uh, big name who's had a not very good start to the season. That's Tom Brady. So that offensive line has multiple injuries right now that they're dealing with. It's not been pretty. In front of uh, Tom, there, he's already missing Chris Godwin to injury. Uh, now Mike Evans is suspended for this game. That suspension was upheld today, so he's going to miss the game versus Green Bay. It's going to be a tough game. Green Bay has a solid defense, and Julio's banged up. He missed last week's game. Like they just signed Cole Beasley off the street <laughs> after he didn't get any attention all all off season. I don't know if they're expecting him to come in and produce right away, but I wouldn't count on it. So between the the injuries, Brady not looking sharp himself, I mean, all the drama that was out there this offseason, uh, I would sit him, especially yeah. if you have anybody that's even close to being start-worthy. I would start Flacco over Brady this week. Wow. Boom. I love that. I didn't put them I as agree. my start. I didn't say to start them, but the running backs in that game, that uh, Green Bay, Tampa, are going to get a lot of carries, in my opinion. Yeah, that could be a, a game to look to the under if you're a betting man. I could see that being a low-scoring game. I feel like I need to redeem myself. I was saying, like, field something about eight, and I kept I couldn't articulate it, but I've been thinking this whole time, and I think I figured, figured out how to do it. So Fields had 28 pass attempts the last two weeks. If you multiply that by four, I believe you get 112. Something like that. So I'm pretty sure you get 112. Flacco had 104 through two. So Flacco is eight passes away from quadrupling Fields' total passing. Pass attempts. That's ridiculous. I got basically throwing a quarter of the amount of passes as Flacco through two games. God bless America, Rob. 
Yes, that's what I was trying to say. That was a simple way to say it. I'm just helping you out. <laughs> but I wanted to throw numbers in there, like like actual quadruple statistics. sounds cool. So I'll give you that. <laughs> My star at running back is Miles Sanders. Uh, for me, whether it's regular fantasy or DFS, I'm looking for running backs that will have the potential to score touchdowns and their offense moves the ball. I think we would all agree that the Eagles continue to move the ball up and down the field. Unfortunately, Jalen Hurts is going to steal some of those carries uh, near the red zone. But if I'm playing DFS, I'm going to take a shot and hopefully one or two of those get to go to Miles Sanders and he gets a touchdown or two. Yeah, so uh, my start is also Miles Sanders. Um, we were supposed to not have the same, and we ended up with the same. So he's averaging 15 rushes per game and a 10% target share. And if you give me a running back that's getting 15 touches pretty much guaranteed per game, I'm happy with that. I'll start him all day pretty much if he's a decent running back. Um, Sanders is in a, an efficient offense, and last year he just didn't score touchdowns. It's not the case this year. He's going to score touchdowns. That's all, folks, for me. All right. <laughs> I'm going to the Bears for my start of the week at running back. How could I go to the Bears, right, Ryan? You think I'm crazy, but I'm saying David Montgomery. He ran well last week versus Green Bay. 15 carries, 122 yards. It's about all that's working well for the Bears right now is is the the running backs because Khalil Herbert's run pretty well through two games as well. Um, the Bears are favored in this game at home against the Texans by three points, I believe. I don't think they're going to be favorites too many times this year, so you probably won't get as many, you won't get very many smash starts for Montgomery, which I think this is against the Texans. Um, as Ryan said, that passing game is pretty much non-existent, so they're going to lean on the run and they'll lean on Montgomery here. Now, when the Bears do throw, um, I did see that they target the running backs, their running backs at one of the highest rates in the league. So even though they don't throw much, uh, Montgomery is going to get targets. And Khalil Herbert. So I think. That's I wonder how much. I wonder how much of that is from the monsoon game. Though. Yeah, might need know. a few more weeks to see if that sticks. But I mean, it does help back up my point for this week. If yeah. you're just going based on the data, he might get a few targets. Also, yeah. my, my sit -um sit -um is Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. Oh. Whoa! Again, again, again. DFS. I'm trying to figure out if I would spend the money or not. He's $10,000 in FanDuel. Uh, they play at... No, I'm sorry. Kansas City goes to Indy, but either way, Kansas City is going to be up early on them. And if you're Kansas City at that point, you might as well put 10 in the box and, let, and make Matt Ryan beat you. Shoot, you might as well just put all 11 in the box and leave people <laughs> wide open because the way Matt Ryan's looked, he won't be able to hit him anyway. And Pittman uh, probably won't even play. Yeah, so I, th I think that game's going to get ugly pretty quick. And I think last week, Jonathan Taylor only had like nine carries because it was kind of the same situation where Jacksonville got up early. And unfortunately, you can't run the ball as much when you're down by 24 points. So uh, regular league, obviously, you play Jonathan Taylor. Do not spend $10,000 on him this week in Daily Fantasy. <laughs> All right. Um, my sit is going to be Zeke. He just straight up looks like Ezekiel Elliott, to be clear. Um, he just straight up looks like he's getting outplayed by Pollard. Uh, he has a lower 
target share and guess how many uh receiving yards he has through two games rob you probably know tony do you guys know how many receiving yards he has between does he even have a catch yet yeah he has i think he has two catches 12 i I know he had like seven points each of the first two weeks so it's not much maybe like yeah i was just like maybe 15 what if i said that we have more rushing or or receiving yards than he does so negative negative seven yeah wow negative seven receiving yards so far he he has not looked good and and without Dak and cd hasn't looked good either um which is weird and dalton schultz is out yep um so cd actually had a better game last week with cooper rush than he did with with prescott yeah he did but I'm, i'm still avoiding zeke um and i probably would play pollard actually he looks good I have to think about that one in the leagues I have him. I don't know. <laughs> Rob, you should t- you should listen to me. I'm a fantasy guru. I'm like 0-2 in all of my leagues this year so far. I get start. great fire advice, man. <laughs> my sit of the week, whether he plays or not, is James Conner of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, injured his ankle last week. They said he's day-to-day. I believe he practiced today, so it's looking like he's going to go. Uh, even if he plays... They got a tough divisional matchup against the Rams. It, it being banged up, I have no interest in playing him. Really, even when he's healthy, he hasn't been great this year. He has 17 carries for 51 yards in two games so far. Mm. That's so good. he's basically been Zeke, but worse. Yeah. Just yeah, not interested in playing him, even if he suits up. I think you can find better options. Like his backup. I mean, he might end up playing more. He scored like 14 points last yeah. week, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he had more than that, actually. Uh, starting, we're doing starting receiver now, right? My starting okay. receiver is going to be Rashad Bateman. Uh, I think Belichick is going to try his hardest to make Lamar beat him with his arm. And try to have his defensive ends kind of contain as much as they can. Obviously, Lamar's a freak ac- uh, athlete, so he's going to still get some rushing yards in there. But I think this is a big week where Lamar proves that he is a good quarterback as far as throwing the ball. He takes advantage of Belichick trying to contain him, and Bateman has a good week. I like it. Um, my start this week is Curtis Samuel. He's averaging 10 targets per game. He's getting rushes. He's um he's had eight catches in or he had eight catches in week one, seven catches in week two. Uh Wentz doesn't look terrible. He's getting oh, him the ball. He's been good. Yeah. He's uh he's doubling Dotson's targets, who's getting all of the production on touchdowns. So if Dotson wasn't so dang efficient with his touchdown, some of those could have gone to Curtis Samuel. But, um, and he's also, he's he's got uh, eight more targets than Terry McLaurin. Curtis Samuel, that is. So far, Scary Terry's had 12 total targets, and Curtis Samuel's had 20. Rob, you're looking at me like you need yeah, to Did you just say that Samuel has double the targets of Dotson? Of Dodson has ten targets. Okay, 
Did I? Did I, I, look at the high, I thought it was higher than that. Yeah, I think that might have been just week one. I'm pretty sure he had like seven catches week one. Who did? Dotson. Dotson. No, hold on a second, folks. So we got we got live. We don't have a producer, so we got to vet this stuff. Like, let's see. Dotson had week oh, he one. Did. Yeah, he five did. Targets, right. He had seven. five targets. Yeah. And five targets, four receptions week two. So that's a total of 10 that's, targets. That's very efficient through uh, two weeks there. Touch, uh, three three touchdowns on 10 targets is pretty unsustainable. Dude, he's got... Redstone beast. He's got three touchdowns on seven receptions. That's insane. And he just said 10 targets. I'm just like even making that look even better on seven receptions. It also makes me think he's playing 88% of the snaps week one, 99% week two. Do you have Samuel's snap count? Uh, yeah. See, uh, la, da, 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 da. oh, I spelled Samuel wrong. It's probably um, pretty similar because I think they play three wide a lot. Let's see. Curtis has seventy-one and eighty-nine. Yeah, I don't know. I just I think Dotson's going to start eating into that Samuel workload, but I do think right now he has a great start. Yeah, he might eat into Especially the work. Especially for what you paid for him. Yeah, he's getting the tar- he's getting the targets. And folks, I do believe one wise person on this podcast did did suggest that people should go pick up Curtis Samuel at the beginning of the year before the season started. Because I believe they said he was bust proof. Who was that? Oh, that was me. Oh my gosh! He's and I also said Corey Davis was bust proof. Corey Davis and Curtis Samuel. Hmm. Good calls, Ryan. Thank oh, you said Jacoby Myers. I did say Jacoby Myers too. Oh my gosh, dude! I'm like, I'm uh, a fan. Honestly, of the I don't right even know if he's been good so far this year. I, I have no interest in Patriots players. Like, I don't think he's been bad. But I don't think he's been yeah. amazing. Um, just real quick, Jacoby Myers is the number twenty-three wide receiver in the league so far. So he's so a he's doing his usual too. catch catch a few balls a game. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yep. So all right, let's okay, move on. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> whatever. My my start of the week is Christian Kirk. Uh, Eighteen targets through two games for for our uh, Anthony's Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep, he's getting the the opportunity you want to see out of a number one wide receiver, and he's delivering results. He had eighteen fantasy points week one, twenty six in week two. And this week they play the Jaguars as we brought up, or, or sorry, they play the Chargers this week as we uh, brought up earlier. And they're seven point underdogs, so they're going to need to pass to keep up. All right, my sit at receiver. I'm gonna go quick because we still got to pick games. Uh, again, this is DFS. I'm not playing Kyle Pitts until he gets more uh, targets. So I'm not paying the money until Arthur Smith learns how to coach. Solid point there, yeah. <laughs> Target your best players. It's not hard. You're 0-2. All right, and uh, my sit is going to be Mooney and Komet. Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet for the Bears. I, I know I said that you should sit Fields, so this just is correlated with that uh, 18% target share for Mooney, which is hilarious because that's five targets so far this year, and 7% target share for Komet, which is a total of two targets. How many points does Komet have, Ryan? Oh, dude, he is How many just catches? absolutely goosing this year. How are you feeling about him? I feel, you know, honestly, 
I'm gonna get real with you guys. I feel so disappointed. Worse. I am so disappointed. I, I was you were so, very high on him. I was so excited for Cole Komet and what he what he could do this do you, year. I think you said you in our did group put chat that the other hot day take that, out, didn't you? What the Komet hot take? Did that one hit the air live? Did, I don't remember. Did I? I don't remember a hot take with Komet about him being better, finishing higher, out, than outscoring Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. I thought that might have been one. <laughs> yeah. He said the other day in our group chat that he's not a bad player, and Yo. I think at this point he is a bad player. No, he's not a bad player. You put him on the Chiefs offense, get rid of Kelsey. You put him on the so. Bills offense. You put him I'm on an sure offense either. that all more than seventeen times in two it. games. I was Come specifically on. watching him Sunday night against the Packers because I was like, "All right, let me see what this dude's got." He was never open. Okay, the Packers are a good defense. The Bears. Okay, you literally have to key on who Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. Other than that, you don't have to worry about Fields. He's not going to throw the burst ball. your bubble. I don't think anyone's. I don't think anyone's worried about Cole Komet. I just really yeah. don't. I don't think they're keen on him. They should be. He's 23 <laughs> years old. You guys just sit and wait. He's He'll never a scored a touchdown like ever in his career. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, I'm feeling uh, the hate. That's fine. Yeah, I'll give you my last sit. That those are good sits, though, Ryan. I love those ones. Yeah, yeah I said just sit Komet. <laughs> all right, let's take it a step further. You can cut Cole Komet. I was going to say, don't hold sit on to him anymore. Cut his ass. Just cut him. But oh man, maybe hold on in a in a very deep. Dynasty League. I'll give you a deep <laughs> dynasty. <league. laughs> My sit of the week is Jerry Judy. Another guy who got banged up last week. He's day to day with a chest injury, but it looks like he's going to play. So I'm sitting. I just don't want to, with the way Russell Wilson's looked, him being banged up, him being Judy, um, and the offense just starting out slow in Denver. I just, I'd leave him on the bench. All right, Ryan's segment. Did you know that children of identical twins are genetically siblings and not cousins? So if two, if two identical twins each have babies... Their kids should be cousins, but technically, they share twenty five percent of their DNA, which makes them half siblings. Because a cousin has twelve point five percent of the same DNA as their other. They they categorize it by like the percent that they're equal, right? right? Yeah, right. So they have heard this before. Actually, it is still wild, though. Yeah that that blew my mind when um, when I first saw that that. It, like I, I had a hard time fathoming it. Um, we move on to pick the games of the week. Gonna pick some games. We open last week. Here. A recap while Rob pulls that up. I got eleven games right. Rob got ten games right. Brian got eight games right, and Twitter got six games right. Yeah, so. it was a tough, tough week for our Twitter followers. You guys, got to step your yeah. games up. Mm. Thank you for um, again, you can find it. us on Twitter at UltraFlexFP. Uh, if you would like to take or participate in picking the games for the season, that means Rob has 19 games correct. I have 17, and Ryan and Twitter both have 13. So, Rob, take it away, and let's pick these games. Yeah, let's start it off. 
in Cleveland for Thursday Night Football. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Cleveland is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. So these were all updated this afternoon. So It it hurts Wednesday, me to say because I'm a UN, it hurts me to say I'm a UNC fan, but Money Mitch has got to get out. He's not doing anything for that offense. Time for Pickett. So until that happens, I think Pittsburgh is not very good. So I'm going to go Cleveland. Uh, I am going to go with Pittsburgh this week with the points. I am also. You don't get points too many times with Mike Tomlin, so I'll take the the four and a half, especially against a Jacoby Brissett led team. Like, yeah, no brainer to me. Pitt all day. Uh, next up, we got Kansas City at Indianapolis. Indy is a six and a half point underdog. Indy stinks. Kansas City's good. Next. <laughs> so, uh, when I was looking at this game uh, earlier in the week when it first came out, it was at seven. And I was kind of interested there in Indy just as like a, uh, they're down 14 and then score at the end and make it close. But six and a half, I'll take Kansas City. Although I do expect Indy's got to show something here, right? Unless Matt Ryan's totally cooked. So, it's now or never. My theory is, so far, I would have been better just flipping my games. Um, I had eight wins last week, so technically it was in a wash. But You're 50-50, yeah. Yeah, I would have taken the Chiefs, so I'm going to go Colts. I, I, It could be the right side, honestly. Like Indy's in desperation mode. I don't know that they win that game, but that could be a three-point game. Yeah. Um, four or four or five or six, and you're good. Uh, next up, the big one for uh, us Bills fans, Buffalo at Miami. Miami plus six. That line's been going up. I think the Bills win, but it's the NFL, and I don't think you just continuously blow people out. Even though the last however many games it is now, the Bills have won by double digits. They tied an NFL record with the 1941 Bears. I feel like they're due for a close game uh, or a loss. Because they're on such a high, so I'm going to pick Miami. I am going with Buffalo because if they win, they win big. And I think they either lose outright or win big. I, I don't think it'll be close. So my normal pick would be to take Miami, so I'm going to take Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> going against your gut on every pick this week? Yep. Didn't you just... I thought you were thinking Pittsburgh would win, though. Do you want to switch that to Cleveland? Oh, you're right. Yeah, please switch that to Cleveland. I do think Pittsburgh will win that. Okay. You know if this works and you win, you're going to have to stick with it now. I know. That's just terrible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks is enough to make a change, huh? Yep. Uh, next up, Baltimore at New England. New England plus three. I think Baltimore is by far the better team. Uh, I think Belichick and his defense might keep it close, but at the end of the day, Baltimore wins by a touchdown, so I'll take Baltimore. Yeah, I'm going to take Baltimore. I think that loss to Miami, the way they blew that, is going to do one of two things. It's either going to send them on a downward spiral or they're going to regroup and stick it to the Patriots this week with a big win. I think that's what's going to happen, but I could see the Patriots pulling the upset here too. I really see Baltimore 
just pummeling the Patriots. So give me the Patriots. <laughs> it sounds so wrong. <laughs> this is what I really think is going to happen, but give me the other side. Okay. Cincinnati at the New York Jets. Jets are plus five. I don't know. Something going on with the Jets that, like, as a Bills fan, it's weird, but I almost want to, like, root for them because, like, it's Joe Flacco, like, just coming back from the dead, and they're kind of fun with their uh, young receivers. But I think, speaking of desperate teams, I think Cincinnati is about as desperate as they come. So I think they'll find a way to win by a touchdown. Yeah, I was kind of surprised this spread wasn't bigger than five just because Cincinnati was in the Super Bowl. They're desperate to get their season back on, on track. Um, I would love to see the Jets win just to see, because there's talk that Zach Wilson's on track to be back week four. So if they go out there and they beat the Bengals and go to two and one, do they still take Flacco out? I'd love to see it, but I I gotta go Cincinnati here. Yeah, uh, I do. I do think that Cincinnati recovers, and they've just looked so bad lately. Um, I don't think the Jets have the D line to put the pressure on Burrow the way the past couple teams have. So. I'm going to go Jets. <laughs> I oh, sorry. New Orleans at Carolina. Carolina's plus two and a half. The talk down here is that Matt Rule needs to get fired. Uh, I don't think that team wants to play for him at all. I also just don't think they're very good. Uh, I think New Orleans gave Tampa Bay a pretty good battle. Uh, so I think New Orleans is is a halfway decent team. So I think New Orleans wins the game. Yeah, I got to take uh, I got to take a team with the points here. I've I've taken all the the favorites so far. Give me Carolina plus the two and a half. Jameis isn't right with that that injuries. He's feeling it, regardless of what they're saying. I think it's hurting him. I was going to say I'm not about to bet against Jameis. Um... So, I guess we're going Carolina. Guess you are betting against him. Yeah, I, there's just it doesn't feel good, doesn't feel right. But I could see it. That Carolina has a good defense. Kamara's not going to be in. We'll see. Game of the week here, guys. Uh, Houston at Chicago. Chicago, Chicago minus three. Minus three. I don't know. I'm just kind of. This is to me. This is a toss up. I think Houston might be a little bit better, so I'm going Houston. Yeah, and this one, I I think it also I think it's a toss up. So I'll take the points. Give me Houston. So, yeah, I'm gonna go Houston. Okay. Next up, we got the Las Vegas Raiders at the Tennessee. Titans, desperation mode setting in. Plus two for the Titans. What are we thinking? Well, <laughs> did we lose Anthony? Is he frozen? Say, he must be frozen because I've been waiting for a response from him, but he's just completely still. Looks like he's deep in thought. All right, I'll kick it off. Um, I think the Raiders are the better team. And you're only getting two points with Tennessee, but 
Man, that's tough. I think I'll take Tennessee in this one, actually, with the pl- just because they are the the plus. Give me any points I can get there because I think they're pretty equal. I I definitely think that um, the Raiders are going to win that game, and I mean, two points is it is what it is. I don't think they're going to win by one, so I would naturally take the Raiders, but that means I'm taking my oh, yeah. team. Let's go Titans. I kind of mentioned it with Baltimore too. That that Raiders loss had to be demoralizing, right? T- to blow that lead and then the way they lost in order like they get the ball back and that, and then it's a the fumble six. Yeah, that that's brutal and you know what else is demoralizing? Losing to the Bills by 35 points or 30 it is 34 points. So yeah. Probably what's going to happen. Whoever loses that game, like their season is pretty much done at zero and three. Yeah, absolutely. It's pro- there's probably a better chance for the Titans to still make a season out of it if they don't because lose. They're so maybe because they're in the AFC South, so maybe the uh, the urgency is a little higher with the Raiders. So it almost makes me want to change my pick, but I I think Tennessee's a well coached team. I'd be yeah, I'm gonna stick with Tennessee. My man Anthony, you're back. What do you got? Who do you got for the? Oh well, you got to turn your mic on, bro. You can't just be sitting there talking without your mic. Don't don't move to North Carolina. <laughs> they got crap internet. Uh, but right. I'm gonna go with the Number Raiders. Place to go. I'm gonna go with the Raiders. No, no need to explain anymore. Let's, let's move on. Philadelphia at Washington. Washington plus six and a half. I think Philly's the better team, but it's an NFC East. I feel like these games are always somewhat close. Uh, so I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take Washington. Yeah. It's a lot of points for a division game when Washington hasn't looked bad. They haven't looked great. They're one and one, right? I'm going to take Washington with the points as well, even though I'm, I think Philly wins the game. But six and a half is a lot. A lot of opportunities there for them to cover that six and a half. Especially at home. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Give me Philly. I think that it feels like a line that Vegas is bagging the public to bet Philly on. And then Washington's going to go out there and cover it and they're going to yeah. get all that money. It's like a trap line. Just because Philly's the, the hot team right now in the NFC. Next up, we got Detroit at Minnesota. Minnesota minus six. I'm going to take – to me, that's a weird spread. It's a very weird spread, isn't it? Minnesota just lost pretty big to the Eagles right. on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I'm going to go with Detroit with the points. And Detroit just won, and they keep scoring a bunch of points. Yeah, I'm Detroit plus a six all day. <laughs> well, let's see what happens. Let's go Vikings. <laughs> that, dude, that line seems you so – You hated that one. That <laughs> seems so bad. Need to go back that right now. Those last two feel like the weirdest lines of the week to me. Yeah. The Cleveland line feels weird too. Just Brissett being a four and a half point favorite just feels off. Feels gross. All right, let's move on. Jacksonville at the LA Chargers. Chargers are minus seven. This will be the last week I do this. I'm picking Jacksonville to prove a point. (laughs) But this one makes me nervous. I don't. 
I think they're the best team in the South. I don't think they're good enough to compete with the Chargers, but again, I got to prove a point, so I'm going Jacksonville. Is it 100% Herbert plays? Like, I'm guessing yes, because otherwise they probably wouldn't have this line in the books, really. They'd be kind of waiting to put it out there. So I'm guessing he's in. In that case, I'm going to take the Chargers. Oh, my gosh. Looks oh. like I'm going with the Jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> All aboard. There's still room on the train, my man. Choo-choo. I don't like how many times I'm taking the the favorite this week, though. This is definitely going to come back to bite me. I feel like I've picked the, the underdog every time. Yeah, Ryan might win this week. you got to start going against your gut more <laughs> often, I think. It's going to be a full-blown disaster, or you're going to beat us by a lot. There's even no in-between. All right, Green Bay at Tampa Bay. I'll take Green Tampa's Bay. Tampa's minus one and a half. I'll take Green Bay. I think Rodgers finally gets a win against Tampa, and uh, I think they run the ball a lot. It's a low-scoring game. Yeah, I don't know what to do with this one. I, but I'm not touching it. I'm not betting on this game. There's no way. The only thing I would do, like I said, was maybe the under. I'd have to see what the line was. I want to say it was like 42, which I'd be shocked if it hits the over. But with this one, just give me the points because I, it's a toss-up, so I'll take Green Bay. Uh, give me the Bucks. You wrote the wrong one down for me, Anthony. I'm taking Green Bay. Oh, that's how he's been getting those those wins. See that? Sneaking them. All right. So Next up, we got the uh, L.A. Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals plus three and a half. Cardinals have been bad, so I'm going to take the Rams. <laughs> they just got that big... Uh, I know Ryan's big into momentum. They got that big win over the Raiders, though. No. Give me the um, Rams. Three and a half. Yeah, give me the Rams, too. I don't think it's enough. Um, <laughs> I am big into momentum. Uh <laughs> was that was that play enough to carry over into this game? No, absolutely not. It's a division game, right? Every team gets up for a division game. It shouldn't matter. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I'm big into momentum, but I think momentum is a it's a very temporary thing. Like you have to in the keep moment. momentum going. Yeah, it's it's a momentary yeah. thing. So, um, I don't think they have any momentum bring from the last game going into this game, which means I somehow have to pick the Cardinals to cover. <laughs> it's just so stupid, but. It, I got to stick to my guns, man. I said I was going to do it. I got to do it. This is another line that looks like Vegas wants you to bet the Rams because Arizona plus three and a half feels low against the defending Super Bowl champs. So you might be on it there with that pick. They did just beat Atlanta by four. So we'll see. Next up, Atlanta at Seattle. Seahawks minus two. Give me Atlanta. They played the Rams pretty well, and they played the Saints pretty well in week one. So I think they're actually doing halfway decent, although they're not utilizing Kyle Pitts. So give me Atlanta. Yeah, this will be the week that they figure out that they need to use Pitts to get their first win 
give me Atlanta. I have Seattle under five and a half wins on this season, so this is one I really need them to lose. I agree with you guys, but um, to say true, give me the Seahawks. All right, two more. We got San Francisco at Denver. Denver plus one and a half. There's a little G, be a good game. The G line it, change there. That's one thing we didn't bring up in the week two takeaways, but I think although you don't want to wish an injury on anyone, I think this might turn out to be a good thing for San Francisco for this year. I think Jimmy G is better than Trey Lance would have been this year. That, that might not be the case going forward. Um, so I'll take San Fran. Do you guys think they would have been favorites if Trey Lance was playing this game? No. No. Yeah, I don't either. And I'm not sure that the switch is enough to to change this line. Like Denver and San Francisco feel pretty similar to me. San Francisco did just lose to the Bears, didn't they? I know it wasn't Jimmy G playing, but mm -hmm. give me Denver. Gut says Denver. So uh, 49ers. And last up, Monday Night Football. Going to be a fun one. Dallas at the Giants. So I've been Giants looking to go three zero. Giants minus one. I've been driving the Jack Wires train. I'm, I'm I'm still heavily on that, but I'm also making room for a Brian Dable train. Uh, so I think that the Giants win this game and they go three zero. I think this is a very bad two and zero Giants team. Dallas played pretty well. With Cooper Rush, give me the the plus one for sure. Dallas, they're they're the better team. There's just no way that the Giants start this year three and zero, right? That's part of my reasoning for picking Dallas as well. Yeah, I, I just can't see. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. So give me the Giants. Let's go. All right. There's the picks for these, the week. We'll get these posted on Twitter, and Twitter will be able to pick them as well. The Pittsburgh Cleveland games are already on there. Um, and then we'll see, we'll recap this next week. Now, Early last... results were leaning towards Pittsburgh. I will throw that out there. So you got till uh, tomorrow at about seven to get your, get your votes in. All right. Let's wrap this up with the listener question of the week. All right. Listener questions of the week. We're going to do two of them today. Uh, if you are five minutes late for work, or I'm sorry, you wake up and you have five minutes to leave your house to make it to work on time. Okay. What are the, what do you have to get done? What are those like three things that you're going to get done in those five minutes? And we can just say like getting dressed is just an automatic. Like you, obviously you have to get dressed. You can't go to work naked. I'm going to brush my teeth and make coffee. I'm also going to brush my teeth and make coffee. Those will be my first two things. And while I'm waiting for my coffee to be made, I'll pack a lunch for myself. Because I usually skip breakfast during the week. I think we're just a bunch of very mature young adults here. And, and that's exactly what I'm going to do, too. we got to make sure our teeth are brushed, right? You don't, you don't leave home with your teeth not being brushed, especially going to I'm, work. I'm also going to scream 
pet my dogs to get outside really, really quick and then come back inside. <laughs> that way they don't pee in the house. Yeah, mine does that anyways. No matter how many times he's been outside, he's just so old now. It's gonna be it's gonna be a hectic five minutes. Yeah, it, it would be. It, it did happen to me once. I I was supposed to open for a sports store that I was um, working at, and I get a call from my district manager, and she goes, <laughs> and obviously I panic. Like I answer my phone, and I'm like, oh no, like why is she calling me? I look at the clock, I'm like, well, I know why. I'm like, hey, she goes, Ryan, why hasn't the store been opened yet? And I was like, yep. <laughs> yep, I'm definitely running late. I'll be there as soon as I can. <laughs> and she goes, you know, she was, she just kept saying like, like, how did you sleep in? How did you forget? And I'm like, you know, that's not really helping right now. I have to get ready and I have to get to the store. <laughs> like, it, was, it was so awkward. And I remember I, I brushed my teeth, grabbed something um, to eat or not to eat, but brought it with me and just and peaced out. I didn't, I don't even think I had coffee that day. Right. Been a bad day. Yeah. If you got less than five minutes the coffee could be tough then so yeah yeah i was i was like getting changed as she was talking to me like i'm so screwed i didn't lose my job though but that company did go under so after i left all right we got a second question oh yeah we have a second question um so second listener question is from my father-in-law and he asks basically what's your chili secret ingredient so like the food chili i'll let you guys take this one i i do not cook very much does not cook chili okay. especially i like my chili spicy so i put a lot of spices in it but the secret ingredient is to add something sweet to it so put a little bit of honey in it or a little bit of maple syrup in it. That's my secret. That is very how much so how much? You say a little, like not a lot, like like a teaspoon. Okay. So like very little. All right. Yeah, it might not even make that much of a difference, but it's just like the, the finishing touch to it. Right. So do you guys just out of curiosity like there's a big debate on whether chili is supposed to have beans in it? Did you know that? Like, I don't, I can't even fathom chili without beans. And this is a debate. It's probably different types of chili, right? I mean, I, I always put beans in mine. I, I put, yeah. gotta I put have beans. Light red, dark red, black beans. I put all three of those in there. Like, when I think chili, I'm like, I gotta get the red, the dark red, the light red, and the, and the black beans to go in. I don't know if I've ever had, beans. yeah, I don't know if I've had the black beans in my, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I've it's never had it in my chili. Uh, no, it is black beans. That's right. Yeah. I'm gonna have to have your chili because I don't think I've ever had black beans and chili. Bro, my chili is so good. And it's because it has beans in it. And I don't know about you guys, but I also put sour cream and like like uh cheddar cheese or some some sort of cheese in it too. Yeah, definitely sour After it's in my bowl, I don't like mix that into the thicken bowl. it up. A little bit of Fritos. Yeah, and <laughs> Is that what you do, Fritos? I was going to say, I also use Ritz crackers. I don't know. Do you guys use Ritz with your chili? Yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah any cracker. Okay. Whatever I got in the cupboard. So that's normal, too. Yeah. So I guess I don't really have a secret ingredient, but I use beans. Darn it. Beans are... Beans so lots are of beans is your secret. Oh, dude. Yeah, you're farting for days after you eat my chili. <laughs> you got gas. 
just and that's how we're gonna end it this week uh thanks for listening this week we'll excited to watch week three of the football and recap that with you guys next week uh on twitter we are at ultraflex fp i'm at ultraflex sutton rob is at ultraflex rob and ryan is at ultraflex ryan thanks again for listening go bills Big matchup this week, and we will be here next week to recap it. Let's go. Go, Bill.